Welcome to the Intesa San Paolo Talks. Hello and welcome to another episode in our Intesa San Paolo Talks podcast series on the Italian way to a circular economy. In this one, we're going to concentrate on Intesa San Paolo's relationship with the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. Launched in 2010 by the woman who, five years previously, had become the fastest solo sailor to circumnavigate the world, the Foundation's mission is to accelerate the shift towards a circular economy. In 2015, Intesa San Paolo became the Foundation's global partner for financial services, a relationship that was renewed for another three years in January. So what does that relationship actually mean? Well, I've come, appropriately enough, to the Royal Ocean Racing Club in London's St James's Place to meet the Foundation's Chief Executive, Andrew Morley. Andrew, hello. Hello. Thank you for having us here. This is a, this is your, your, your main office is in Cowes. It is, but, yes. But you, the Royal Ocean Racing Club is your sort of second office, your London office. It, it? It's our uh, London spiritual home, yes. We... Um, we Work in, we have a base in Cowes, which is a yachting centre, one of the yachting centres of Europe, and uh, the Royal Ocean Yacht Club, uh, Rourke, is, uh, uh, a, has, a, has a club in Cowes and has a club in London, and we use the one in London quite a lot for meetings. So let's talk about the foundation. We'll come on to the intensive bit in a, middle, yep. but in, in a minute, but um, what, what's your ultimate goal? I mean, it's easy to say to yep. help the shift to a circular economy. What's your ultimate goal, do you think? Well, our goal is um, to accelerate the shift from a linear economy to a circular economy. So we're in the business of accelerating that, that shift as fast as possible. So I guess our ultimate goal is to create unstoppable momentum towards that outcome and to push it as far and as fast as we can as quickly as possible. And, and what do you what can you do mm. to make that happen well we we um launched the foundation uh well, Ellen launched the foundation in 2010 and uh really from the outset adopted a an approach that was a bit different uh, the, the the thinking was to bring together a, a number of different schools of thought uh around um industrial ecology cradle to cradle um industrial symbiosis um biomimicry and the like and to put it into a, an economic construct. So think about it in terms of what's the, um, uh, the system that we need to shift towards that uh, would be an economic system that, that, that could actually work. So rather than just talking about um, efforts to reduce the harm of a system that can't work, a, what we would call a linear economy, uh, how do we create a, a vision and a framework for a system that can work? And, that, and that's, that's sort of the background to it all. And... Um, the other part of it was really to uh, work with industry, to work with, with front-running industrial players that could get stuff done quickly, um, to get behind them and help them, um, bring an ecosystem around them with uh, government policy, learning, case studies, emerging innovators, etc., and to um, demonstrate the economic opportunity and rationale. So... Um, that's that's really what we've done. And what are the levers? I mean, is it about sort of advocacy, or is it about getting, you know, sharing best practice? Or, or, or? well, it's it's it, it, it's certainly sharing best practice. But um, I guess there's uh, there, there are a number of levers that we think uh, will be really important in the transition. Um, one of them is is uh, really looking at uh, the whole issue or the opportunity of a, a circular economy in terms of innovation and what's the 
innovation opportunity that exists. So in order to equip innovation, we um, do a lot of work in learning and education. So we do a lot of uh, professional development and uh, uh, online learning and, and learning programs. We do a lot in the design space. So we develop toolkits and we work with designers globally. Um, but we also do a lot uh, in sharing best practices and, and sharing um, solutions that are about system solutions. So what we worked out fairly early on was that um, individual companies really struggle with the uh, shifting systems. Uh, they need to collaborate with the value chain that they operate within. So their suppliers and the cities or the collection, um, reverse logistics, all those types of things. So we, we uh, try to bring them together in a way that allows them to um, learn and, and experiment and uh, collaborate in, 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 in that sort of space. And are there already examples which you can point to and say, look, it's happening there, this is what we've there, done? There, oh, there are many. Well, there, there are many examples in the market that demonstrate how um, the digital uh, landscape is enabling all sorts of new business models. I mean, they're all around us. It's Amazon, it's Uber, it's Airbnb. These things happened, um, you know, in a matter of a very short period um, and scaled enormously quickly. And, and to some extent, they represent um, circuit-economic, you know, a number of the principles. I mean, we, we, if you look at eBay or if you look at um, Uber or Airbnb, they're all attempting to, to um, utilise the uh, economic potential that, that exists within underutilised assets. Uh, so, you know, the sharing of, of um, whether it's vehicles or houses or... Uh, or the reuse and resale of, of products is is a very good example of keeping materials and products in in the system longer. Yeah, the, so so those things came about you know at a massive pace. The, the whole concept of, of us being users, not consumers. Yeah, well, I think these these are examples of utilizing assets much much more intensively, um, or to you know use the waste that is inherent in the system, and to um, use technologies to give people an easy and convenient and cheap way to access them and uh, create a, a whole new type of economy. But there are many, many, many other examples. We've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds, uh, if not thousands, uh, that we have documented. Um, and there's large ones and small ones, and we see startups coming up with um, all sorts of new innovative uh, product service solutions and business models, but we also see um, incumbent, you know, major, major companies who are now starting to adopt these principles in uh, many aspects of their businesses. So let's talk about um, <clears throat> Intesa San Paolo and yep. your relationship with them because they're, they're one of your sort of core global partners of yep. which you have... Uh, we have 10. 10. Yep. And uh, Intesa San Paolo, obviously, financial services mm. partner. What, what Generally, what, what do you expect from or what do you want from, what do you get from yep. your, your global partners? Well, I, I should just put them in con context first. I think we, we work with... Uh, businesses, uh, large and small. Uh, we work with uh, institutes, governments and cities and uh, academic and learning institutions. We do our own research and we do a lot of communications work and we do what we call systemic initiatives, things in plastics, fashions and, and food, for example. Um, but in the business context, we have these global partners, of which we have 10, and then we have around about, um, around about 300 other companies or businesses that we work with in our ecosystem. Um, but the global partners are, are really the front-running companies that uh, are, have embraced what we do at the foundation and underpin our work uh, generally 
uh, but also in their own businesses, uh, front-running on, on um, dimensions of a, a circular economy. And we have, in the 10 that I mentioned, we have a real mix. I mean, we, have, we tend to have um, companies that are representative of a sector, and Intesa San Paolo is, is our financial services um, partner, uh, but we have others in automotive um, mobility. Uh, we work with Google. We work with, with um, Unilever. We have uh, uh, S.C. Johnson, so fast-moving consumer goods, um, H&M as a fashion uh, player. But we have, have a representative group um, of different sectors. And, and as I say, the um, partnership is one where they underpin all of the work we do at the foundation and then specifically work on initiatives within the company themselves. And, and there's some very interesting things that uh, Intesa San Paolo has been doing over the years that we've helped in ways to, to shape up. So um, what sorts of things? Because, you know, mm. one, one imagines in, in, you know, fashion and in other areas that it's, it's, it's fairly obvious. You, know, yep. you, you want to work with fashion houses or, or, or clothing companies that use less water or whatever it is. Yep. But finance is a... It's harder to grasp, isn't it? Well, finance is, um, you know, it's an essential part of the economy. And and for the agenda of the circular economy, it's really, you know, it's a propellant. It's the the fuel that actually sits behind the businesses that uh, work across all the other sectors that I mentioned. And um, finance for us is is a, a, a very important area and it's a very broad topic. I mean, finance includes banking and Intesa San Paolo is is really a leader in many ways in the in the banking sector, particularly as we talk about the circular economy, um, and as an Italian bank, and Italy being a very interesting place for um, a number of dimensions of the circular economy, whether it's uh, material sciences and uh, bioeconomy, or whether it's design, or whether it's um, uh, food. Um, all of these are, are, are really very representative of of Italy's um, brand, if you will, and and in the circular economy context, they're doing some really quite amazing things. Is is that in, is that right? Is mm. it Italy sort of uh, sort of champ- at the forefront of, of all this stuff, or, or well, it's it's it, it's one of the champions for sure because it's got some, I think, some really interesting uh, examples, and uh, I think one of your um, podcast discussions was with Novamont, which is a very interesting Italian company that Intesta San Paolo is a, an investor in. And there's lots of examples of um, in the food space where locally sourced, regeneratively grown, um, innovative, uh, high-quality food uh, would be also representative of a number of the leading practices as well. Mm. And then design generally, and, and not just design in... Um, in the uh, in the fashion furniture spaces, which Italy is known very well for, but also in the high end uh, engineering spaces. I mean, it's there's a you know some, there's numerous examples of very leading practices in in Italy actually. And, and what's the thinking behind focusing on these three areas of plastics, fashion, and food? So we have um, what we call systemic initiatives, and and these are very deliberate. Um, initiatives that we set up with a 10-year time frame uh, and what we're trying to do in each of those areas is to have a, uh, a fairly fundamental influence on the uh, global material flows. So plastics is a, is a really interesting case and we found back in 2014 there's about um, 78 million tonnes of plastics packaging produced annually and when we looked into it we, we discovered that 
while we've been promoting recycling for about 40 years, um, of that 78 million tonnes, only 14% is collected for recycling. Uh, of that 14%, um, only 2% of it actually goes back into the value chain on a like-for-like -like basis. And 32% of that volume actually leaks into the natural environment annually. And, and when we discovered that, and we wrote the report that we released at the World Economic Forum in 2016, which was called uh, The New Plastics Economy, we, we actually projected forward the, uh, the production consumption and leakage of plastics, and that's where we came up with a quote that there would be more plastics in the ocean than fish by 2050. And when we released that report, it got more media coverage than any report ever released at the World Economic Forum. And that was really the, one of the, the factors that actually sort of started the whole focus on plastics that we now see around us today. So it was really interesting. And that was the... But not only did we look at the, um, the issue, you know, the challenge that that represent, we, we actually wanted to um, engage with industry and say, OK, so here is a material that is... Um, hugely important for the economy it's a it's it's a workhorse of the modern economy how do we actually think about it in a way that um, it would actually work as a system solution the report actually out laid out um, a, a vision for a, a plastic system that can work and a, a, and we've now got a uh, well over 400 companies that have signed on to real targets by 2025 uh, for progressing towards that vision and um, we, for the first time, are talking about um, really systems redesign and solutions redesign for reuse and for compostability and for um, ways of getting the you know that two percent of recycling um, up to forty percent. You know how do we how do we radically improve uh, the recycling rates, but at the same time reduce the volume on market and increase the reuse. So. That was quite. That was quite different in its approach. So that sort of covers plastics. Is, is it? Is it a similar story when you're talking about fashion and food? Yeah, it's it's very similar in 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 some ways. Although the industries are very very different, um, the things that are similar are that we need to get the actors together uh, across the value chain, and we need to uh, set a vision for the sector, and we need to be setting. Uh, targets and, and meaningful targets and ambitions uh, that can make progress towards those uh, system changes as quickly as possible. And I guess it sort of all comes together, actually, because, you know, as you mentioned, you know, we've, we've talked to Novamont on this podcast, mm. we've talked to Frutagel, uh, uh, who are getting rid of plastic straws and doing other things as well. Yeah. So, and, and that's all, Intesa San Paolo as well, influencing them because they are yeah. customers of Intesa. So everybody working together is the is the only way to do it. Well, it's a system. I mean, this is the thing. You asked about finance. I mean, finance, you know, you have to have the right um, you, the right uh, incentives and you have to you have to be investing in uh, companies. Uh, if you want to be um, promoting a circular economy, you need to be able to understand how do I measure circularity? How do I actually assess whether a company is or it isn't um, acting in that way? Is it making the right sort of commitments and investments for circularity and socioeconomic activity over time? So you've got to have, you know, you've got to have the different parts of the system and you've got to be, everybody's got a role to play in that. So, and one of, sorry, mm. one, of, one of those roles is blending, yeah, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, and Intesa San Paolo has actually set up a, a series of criteria for actually being able to measure um, 
and to make decisions on lending to direct 5 billion or uh, 5 billion euros towards circular economic activity and so that um a deliberate you know intention to be getting behind those companies is is one of the things that Intesa San Paolo has done which is hugely important so just to sort of sum this up and look mm. a bit forward instead of uh, of, of backwards mm. the I said at the beginning that, that you've that the relationship between Intesa San Paolo and the Ellen MacArthur Foundation Foundation, Foundation yep. has been sort of refreshed and renewed in yep. January. Has it changed in the in the in the time? Is it changing still? What do you? Well, think? yeah, and uh, all of the relationships we have uh, are changing because everybody's learning and the whole topic is evolving. But um, I think um, as we're working with Intesa San Paolo going forward, we're you know, we're looking at um, these topics of, of what the role is of finance in, in helping to accelerate the circular economy and how do we bring other financial institutions um, from across different parts of finance together on this topic. So we're, we're looking at that together. Uh, we're looking at the design topic in particular. How do we actually play a role in stimulating design and using Italian examples as uh, really front-running examples? And, and how do we actually get the um, the elements of, of um, design and fashion and food that we talked about, engineering in, in Italy oriented and uh, actually help uh, Italian cases to become global reference cases. So that's that's what we're working on together now. Now your job is to be optimistic, but uh, are you optimistic? I, well, I am for the reasons that I mentioned before is that, that we know systems can shift quickly and what's really interesting, none of us have had an appreciation of really how the linear economy that we've evolved into would play forward um, and, and we've never really conceived of a way of doing it differently. We've always tried to reduce the harm of what we've been doing and I think the combination of knowing that we can shift uh, industrial systems very quickly if we get a better idea, particularly one that, that actually is opening out all sorts of new opportunity for, um, for the economy, for the actors and the front runners in this space. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really quite optimistic that this is um, something that uh, could actually make a big difference really quite quickly. Andrew, thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting us to the Royal Ocean Racing Club. I think next time we talk, if we ever talk again, we should do it on a boat. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> on a sunny day. That is... Oh, In Italy. <laughs> the idea gets better and better. Somebody organise it. OK. Uh, that was Andrew Morley, who's Chief Executive of the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. That's it for this episode of the Intesa San Paolo Talks, the Italian way to a circular economy. If you've enjoyed it and want to hear more, then please subscribe to us using your usual podcast provider. You can go backwards as well as forwards, of course, so you can uh, listen to the episodes that we've, we've mentioning there uh, in, involving Novamont and Frutagel and, and various other things. In the meantime, thank you for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Intesa San Paolo Talks, the Italian way to a circular economy, presented by Guy Ruddle.